MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. Hello, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 280 is going out to Jalen Green. If you don't know why, then you're going to have to listen to episode 279. It's a very weird, uh, weird call-up, but there you go. Jalen Green, Houston Rockets. Um, not a big fan of his, but you get this episode. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. This is not a Jalen Green appreciation podcast. It's a MMA Gambling Podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox, and we are going to break down UFC 283. Uh, the main card, the first pay-per-view uh, card of 2023 for the UFC going down in Brazil this Saturday. We will get you all the picks for the main card. We will get you our lock, dog, and prop picks. Gumby's forced me to pick dogs and props. And then Gumby will give you a two-fight parlay, which will win you at least 10 times your money. And you hit a couple within like the past year or so. So you'll definitely get your money back on this at the very least if you play it every week. Um and it's called the Hungry Man Jong Superfan Parlay. If you don't know, get in the Discord and you'll find out find who Jong is. Um, all right, last episode. If you want, oh sorry, if you want the prelims, you're you have to go back an episode and hear why Jalen Green got the shot out, and you'll hear ten fights uh, previewed on that on that card. It was one of our old school style cards that um, episodes that went on forever. So this one should be a bit more quicker. We got just a pay per view portion going down. Let's bring in Gumby, the Gumby God, Daniel Breland. Hello. Uh, well, you you got through that intro real quick. Uh, yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna slow things down a little bit for people. Uh, oh. Even though we've got tons of stuff to get to, I, I meant to mention it on the last episode. But you guys, if you are not already in the Discord, get in the Discord because you can also get into our prop contest, our first quarter prop contest that we are running, where we're giving away uh, three different prizes, but adding up to $200 worth of gift cards to the SGPN merch store. You can find it on our Twitter or in the Discord, like I said. All you got to do is pick a prop that's plus 200 or better, and you have a chance to win. And, of course, uh, you know, there's all kinds of little side prizes and stuff, too. You're going to want to check it out. Um, last week, we had 50-plus people enter, and only one person hit their prop. Um, so don't let that shout guy be the Shout out to Dredney. Yeah, shout out to Dredney. Don't let Dredney be the only one this week. Uh, go <laughs> challenge him this time and uh, get, get your uh, plus 200 props in order. Could be. That's an early contender for episode title. Don't let Dredney be the only one. We don't, have to don't, stop Dredney. Not the, he can't be the only one. He can't. And um, shows how professional I am. I forgot to totally mention that last episode. I was supposed to be steering the ship, and I forgot to mention our prop contest, Dan. Shame on me. That's okay. I, I've mostly been been running the show on that prop contest. So, uh, you know, that, that that's on me for not promoting my baby. Yeah, it's on Dan. It's true. He set all this up without even telling me in advance. What do you think of that? <laughs> um, so you guys but, are welcome. I'm giving you guys gift yeah, cards. And what's Jeff true. giving you? But yeah, nothing, nothing. Um, quality comedy is what I'm giving you. Um, but who's like, who's going to listen to the prelim portion and not the, the main card portion, right? That's true. Yeah. Sometimes you, the prelim portion does get higher. The prelims do get higher, higher uh, downloads sometimes, which confuses me. I'm like, hmm, it's interesting. That's, but anyhow, 
as long as anyone's listening, uh, we're happy. So, all right, we're going to uh, jump into things. Thoughts on the on the pay per view? It, it looks like a quality pay per view. I me. think it's great. Uh, there, yep. There's intriguing title fights. There's like wily veterans trying to stake out their spot. There's the hardest fight I've ever had to handicap, and I do say that actually truthful. This is the hardest fight I've ever had to handicap, and we're gonna kick off the show with it. Oh, really? We're gonna kick off the show with it. All right. Let's do this. Uh, light heavyweights. It's going to be a crazy one. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's a crazy one. Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. Actually, um, I was going to say he's Brazilian. It should be uh, Honey Walker, but no, uh, it's not an R. And he's uh, do, Irish. Do you, know what his, do you know what his real first name is? Yeah, it is something weird, isn't it? I can't remember. It's Walker. His first name is Walker. Oh, for real? Yeah, I his didn't, first didn't name know is... that. Yeah, his, he's he's got one of those uh those like 33 part Brazilian names that you know we we hear all the time. Uh but the the real first name is Walker. It's Walker Johnny da Silva Barra Souza. Uh so his his name is Walker Johnny, not Johnny Walker. Wow, really? <laughs> so we wonder why we, we thought wow, his real name real name is uh Johnny Walker. That was uh, no. yeah. Go figure, Dan. Well, we can just end the episode right now. <laughs> And just drop knowledge on you. Usually it's Nick. I guess this is kind of a nickname uh, type of thing for you. Um, we know Paul Craig is the bear Jew. We've not really found out why, have we? He has not told anybody. <laughs> he keeps that, which probably isn't a good thing. Or it's probably a good thing that he doesn't tell anyone because it's, it's probably something uh, unbecoming uh, behind that nickname. But nonetheless, it's from a movie, is it not? The bear Jew? It's from, it's from Inglorious Bastards, yeah. Can you believe that? Yes, you can. You can believe it. Yeah, you, you don't watch any movies. <laughs> apparently not you've you've seen it correct i have seen it yes yeah all right um let's break things down on the bear jew craig uh paul craig or craig paul is his real name craig paul the, the, I now think it's, I'm, everything is confusing to me now i think it's paul craig i think his name is not fixed <laughs> okay he is 16 5 and 1 three knockouts 13 submissions i didn't realize he finished all of his opponents but he has He's been knocked out three times, submitted one time. He's 8-5-1 in the UFC. He's gone 5-0-1. Um, actually, that can't be right. He's gone, what, 5-1-1 over his last seven or something like that? He did lose his last fight. I had him at 5-0-1. I did not. I did um, shoddy uh, research here, Dan. Anyhow, he's also got multiple regional championships on his. Mantle. Yes. The Scots have mantles. He is a pro grappler. He's been outstruck by 0.32 strikes per minute in the UFC. He's at plus 160. I'm going to grab his record here now. He's gone 4-1-1 one, and one over his last six fights, is what I was trying to tell you. Um, all right. Walker Johnny, 19-7. 15 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. 5-4 and four in the UFC. He's won one of his last three and two of his last six. He did win his last fight via submission. One low in contender series. Multiple region championships on his. Mantle. His Irish Brazilians have mantles. Uh, used to fight at heavyweight. Three inches of height, six inches reach over the Barajou. Five years younger than him. I probably shouldn't say that. That nickname sounds bad. Uh, anyhow, striking and active striking stats in his favor over Craig. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.62 strikes per minute. Minus 195 on Walker. Yeah, like you said, this is a, a wacky fight to uh, to break down because you really don't know what you're going to get with Johnny Walker. You pretty much know what you're going to get with Paul Craig, but he does occasionally get beaten and... Uh, and surprise you. I'm going to go with Walker. I'll go with the much, much, much bigger guy who's who hits hits a lot harder. Um, and let's hope uh, he's got the grappling to fight off uh, Paul Craig. Yeah, I'm going to go with Johnny Walker too, but I'm just going to say this straight up. Don't bet this. 
don't, yes, don't, don't, don't bet this. Don't, don't, don't bet this fight. Um, and I know, you know, our shtick is $100 on every money line, no matter what. Don't bet this fight. Um, I, I can't stress that enough because, like, the thing about Johnny Walker is, right, like, as long as he does what Volkanovsdemir did and just backs out of any grappling exchange and throws hands, he should knock out Paul Craig with no problem. Additionally, anytime Paul Craig comes into a clinch and is trying to pull guard or do anything like that, he can knock him out from there because that's the other thing is he's got power in close range like that. The problem is, is I've also seen Johnny Walker shoot a bunch of takedowns recently. His last fight, he just decided he was a grappler. Now he was a good grappler. So who knows? But like in theory, shouldn't he just stand and trade with Paul Craig? And then on the other flip side of things. Paul Craig said in a recent interview that he thinks he can knock Johnny Walker out. So like, it's, uh, it's not like I feel good on the other side of things no. either. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just the, the worst game planners or the, the weirdest styles in their clashing together. Johnny Walker's impossible to figure out what he's going to do next. Paul Craig, you know what he's going to do next, but you just don't know with what kind of skill or what, what kind of, you know, game plan he's going to put around that, that ultimate goal. So yeah, I don't like this fight at all it, from from a capping perspective. From a from a watching perspective, I bet you this is going to be absolutely ridiculous to watch. Yes. And uh, I'm going to enjoy it immensely, but uh, I'm I'm going to go Johnny Walker here. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say it's, it's going to be good necessarily, but it's going to be ridiculous, that's for sure. It's, it's going to be good in the way that you're like, I'm happy I watched that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You also will be happy when you head on over to WinBet. That is a smooth transition that I messed up by talking about how smooth it was. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. And the NFL playoffs are here, and Gumby's happy because his boys look good on the weekend. Did they not? They look fantastic. <laughs> that Dak guy really stuck it to old Tom Brady, didn't he? He sure he sure did. <laughs> yep. Uh, Winbet, great promos. They won't stick it to you. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at Winbet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Whew, I didn't mess it up this time. Limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot probably of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. $1,000, everybody, free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com so they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Whew. All right. Um, let's get into things here, shall we? Uh, actually, we already did. Let's get into another fight. Um, what are we moving to next, Dan? As I miss women's flyweight. Yes, women's flyweight. Just got Andrade versus Lauren Murphy. As Dan said, flyweights. Oh, Lauren Murphy. Uh, Dan's one of Dan's MMA wives uh, is fighting finally. It seems like she's been up forever. She hasn't really though, has she? No, I don't. I think she fought fairly recently, didn't she? When yeah. she beat um Misha Tate, she beat the tar out of Misha Tate back in I want to say August. Yeah, that's true. That is true. All right, let's do this. Lucky Laura Murphy, 16 to 5, eight knockouts, one submission, but knocked out once, eight and five in the UFC. She's won six of her last seven. Her only loss was to the champion, right? That's correct. Valentina Shevchenko, who will, will, be, will be fighting Alexa Grasso next. That's just a placeholder fight, right? Uh, yeah, until Aaron Blanchfield or Talia Santos gets their shot. Yes. 
Uh, Murphy did win her last fight, so she bounced back. Uh, as Dan said, she beat the what did you say she beat out of Tate? She beat the tar out of her, I think I yeah, said, or, or the living tar, or I thought yeah, was some, in there. Some, something to that effect. Anywho, um, Murphy used to fight up at Bantamweight, 0 and 1 in the Ultimate Fighter, 3 and 0 in Invicta, and the champion there. Um, what do you think about Invicta last night? What a card, eh? <laughs> Great card. <laughs> yep, uh, lots of uh, especially when that person beat the other person. Wow. Yeah. Um, she's a regional champ, Murphy. 2010 Pro MMA debut, four inches height on Andrade, five inches reach. She's not struck by 0.61 strikes per minute over the course of her UFC career. Not very good. Um, not horrible, but not great. Plus 375 is the number on her. Uh, so very good number if you want a better. Andrade Bata Escock. I don't know if you Bata Esteka. A stake, I almost said cock. Escaca, I just did say cock. It, which means what? Beta es, what uh, did you, how do you say it again? Pile driver. Bada esteca. Right, bada esteca. Pile driver. And that's a very good nickname for Andrash. Uh, 23 and 9. Nine knockouts, eight submissions. Knocked out four times, submitted twice. Uh, 14 and 7 in the UFC. She's won two straight fights and three of her last four. Used to be the champion. Uh, used to fight at strawweight. That's just insane thinking thinking about that, but it wasn't that long ago. She used to fight at Bantamweight. That's insane too. Uh, that uh, someone that small used to fight at Bantamweight, but um, she is a power driver. Uh, 2011 Pro MMA debut, eight years younger than Murphy, 1.6 times more active landing strikes. She's outstruck his UFC opponents by exactly one strike per minute. Grappling stats in her favor minus 510. I'm gonna go with Andrade. Uh, you sound uh, oh yes that's right Murphy's your girl that's I, I do really like Lauren Murphy here's the problem I, I just think like she's got so many advantages over so many women in this division in in terms of like how she can be physical and how she outworks people in the clinch and like the way she like comes forward no matter what and all of that sounds like a freaking nightmare against Jessica Andrade because Jessica Andrade counters with a mean overhand Jessica Andrade in the clinch is miserable to grapple against. Uh, I, I think Andrade has got advantages in the takedowns and everything else. So yeah, like I, I'm going to go with Andrade here. I'd love to see Murphy prove me wrong, but I, I think this is a bad matchup for her. Yep. Uh, Andrade is just too good. Um, still uh, haven't really seen any slippage yet in her ability. Murphy is, is game. So it's going to be hard to probably put, <coughs> excuse me, put her out. Maybe this is Andrade via uh, decision, but Andrade, the power driver, is the pick at minus 510. We love our minus 510 not lines, don't we? Um, That's only the third biggest line we've taken. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, there's some there's some lines that are either razor close or they're way, way, way in the opposite direction this week. Um, kind of like, wasn't last week's event like, kind of like this too, I think. And there was some wacky lines too. Well, not wacky, but uh, all, over the, all over the map lines. All right, this is our last non-title fight of the... Of the event, uh, Walter Waits, Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. Um, a couple of veterans going at it. The Haitian sensation, Neil Magny. You know, remember his real full first name? It's Otto Neil. Otto Neil, Jacques Magny. Um, but you can call him Neil with an I. Uh, he is the Haitian sensation, as I mentioned. 27 and 9, seven knockouts, four submissions. Been knocked out twice, submitted five times. 20 and 8, 20 8 in the UFC. So he's been around in the UFC. He's won three of his last four, six of his last eight. Won his last fight via submission. Used to fight at middleweight. Three and one in the Ultimate Fighter. 2010 Pro MMA debut. Five inches taller than Burns. Nine inches reach on him. One year younger than him. Striking stats in his favor. 
He has outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.35 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor as well, plus 340. Dorino is Burns' nickname, which means uh, little, little tough. Little tough, correct. Durino. Because his uh, brother was Doro Doro, which means oh, uh, really? tough, 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 tough. Yeah. Who was his? Uh, oh, Herbert. Herbert's Doro Doro. Nope. Nope. They're older Not brother. Herbert. They've got an okay. older brother. Is Doro yeah, because Herbert, I would say that nickname does not fit after nope. that performance. Uh, no, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Dorino, 20 dash, 5, 20 wins, 5 losses, 6 knockouts, 8 submissions, but knocked out twice. 13 and 5 in the UFC. He's got a loss, win, loss over his last three. But he's at the point where he only fights the top of the top at this point. Uh, used to fight at lightweight, which is kind of surprising. Uh, he's a big, big boy. 2012 Pro MMA debut. He's a grappling champion multiple times over, um, like at a world level kind of, right? ADCC yeah, he's, he, level. yeah he's, a, he's a pretty pretty damn good grappler. Yep. Uh, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by a quarter of a strike a minute per minute. So 0.25 strikes per minute. Minus 460. Give me Dorino Burns. He just, I know there's a massive striking uh, uh sorry reach differential but there's also a massive power differential here in the striking and um he can uh, have his way wrestling with uh, with magnet grappling um if he chooses to as well so i think he, he'll be able to get past the massive reach uh and size advantage here and uh give me the powerful burns to win he he did largely against Kamza, right? Like that yep. that's what gives me so much confidence. Is like this is a guy who's coming off of, you know, his two losses are to Kamza and to to Kamar Usman. He largely outstruck them in in moments, right? Like he won that first round against Kamar Usman on a lot of people's scorecards. You know, he was right there with with Kamza for that whole fight and Kamza didn't want to grapple him. I don't think Neil Magny is going to have a choice. I think he's going to wind up on his back in this fight. Um, and if he doesn't, like, I think birds will do well enough on the feet here. Do it. Does it justify negative four sixty? Maybe not. Like, I think this fight's probably a little closer than that, but, uh, yeah, if, if we're picking a winner here, it's Gilbert Burns. And we are, all we do is pick winners around these parts. So Gilbert Burns is the pick here. Um, what are we going to move on to now? Uh, title fight. To... Title <laughs> fight time. Um, let me see. This one is part four of it. All of them were for the title too, which is something you never, uh, never ever see. Um, have we seen four fights? Um, Tito I don't and... think. No, Tito nope. Shamrock was three. Well, only. T- Tito and Chuck, if you count out Chuck, the like, me, yes. if you you count that weird one outside of the UFC when they were both in wheelchairs, but uh... <laughs> yes, the wheelchair fight. Yeah, but like if you, I largely don't count that one. Tito's still 0-3 against Chuck in my book, so. Do we come up for an idea for Dana White's next thing after slap fight? Uh, wheelchair a, fighting? Wheelchair, wheelchair <laughs> MMA, yes. Maybe? Maybe. Maybe we, <laughs> There's a maybe chance, we, you're saying? Maybe, maybe we'll have to ask Nescat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, flyweight, heavy, flyweight, heavyweight, <laughs> flyweight championship. It's almost time to say goodbye the way I'm, uh, I'm talking. This is for the flyweight championship of the world. Technically, it is a... Uh, unification belt. Uh, Brandon Moreno is the interim champ. Divisin Figueroa is the real, real champ. Um, these guys have just been swapping titles back and forth uh, as is, as it's been recently, anyhow. So, oh, I have these odds flipped around, unfortunately, because they have been flipping a lot. Um, we're going to tell you about the challenger first. Moreno, the assassin baby. I think it should be assassin comma baby, but it's not. Um, 20 wins, six losses, two submissions. Been knocked out four. Uh, sorry, he's knocked out four people. Submitted eleven people. Never been finished in a fight. Nine, three, and two in the UFC. Used to be the champion. Two. He's won. He's gone two one and one over his last four fights, and five one and one over his last seven. 
uh, almost all of those were against Figueredo. Won his last fight via DKO. He was 0-1 in the Ultimate Fighter. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Oh, I forgot. This is his second kick of the can in the UFC because they wrongly uh, cut him loose and they brought him back, luckily. Uh, used to fight at Bantamweight. Two inches taller than Figueredo. Two inches reach. Six years younger. Striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.25 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor as well. Minus 120. Uh, Daiko Dois de Guerra Figgy Smalls. He's got three nicknames, Dan. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've never uh, heard anybody actually use Figgy Smalls except for no. it to be funny. What does Daiko mean? D A. Uh, I don't know what Daiko means. Deus de Guerra is is God of War. I know. Yeah. Correct. Um, let's see. I'm going to Daiko in English. I'm probably saying it. I'm butchering it too. Um, no, I don't have a meaning for it. Free spirit? <laughs> no, I, I don't know what it means. So, anyhow, call him anything you want. Um, you can call him Devison as well. He is the current champion, and he's 21, 2, and 1. Nine knockouts, eight submissions. He's been submitted one time, 10, 2, and 1 in the UFC, 6, 1, and 1 over his last eight. Been the champion two times over, including now 1, 1, and 1 against Moreno over their career. This is the rubber match. Um, definite, definite rubber match, hopefully. I guess they could draw again, right? I, think, no contest, I mean, I guess, it, I mean, I guess they could. <laughs> it could be a draw or no contest, and so it's never, nothing's ever definite. I guess in this world, that that's my uh, philosophy uh, to give out to you today. Uh, he did win his last fight. He 2012 was his pro MMA debut. He's been outstruck by 0.26 strikes per minute in the UFC plus 100. This one was a pick 'em, and now it's the money's come in on Moreno, which is am I picking first? Yeah, you're picking. Yeah, which is where my money's going to. I bounce back and forth on this. I've decided to go with the assassin baby. Uh, in this one, um, I think grappling was when I was like digging into their grappling performances and their and their stats and whatnot. I think that was uh, what kind of swung it for me. And he's also way younger, which does matter. But at this point, this one is razor, razor uh, thin uh, between the two of them as as one one and one records between uh, the three fights they've already had uh, proves. But uh, I'm going with Miranda right now, and Dan could probably be more elo- eloquently. Uh, tell you why he's taking Reno as well. Yeah, I mean, I do like him because of the grappling advantages I I see he has. Like, the submission in their second fight uh, still, like, looms large in my head is is one yeah. of the reasons that I like him. The other thing I will say is just, like, that fight against Kaikara France for the interim belt showed that he's, like, making steps forward with his striking. Like, I think he's closed that gap of being, you know, previously it seemed sort of like, you know, Moreno was the dangerous grappler with like some striking skills and vice versa for Figueredo. And and now it seems like he's closed the gap in the, the striking quite a bit. And I'll also add in too, you know, a lot of people have kind of, you know, knocked the fact that he's no longer able to work with James Krause. And that was his coach. But like, I actually think he looked better before he moved to James Krause. Um, you know, maybe his worst performance of those three was the one under James Krause. So he's now working with a couple of different coaches and at the PI, but he's, I believe safe Saud is going to be in his corner, which is huge for me, especially in terms of like game planning and knowing wrestling and making sure that he's like doing the right thing at the right moment. So, you know, all those things bode well for Moreno. It's such a close fight. Obviously where you don't get to a fourth fight without these two being close, but I do slightly favor Moreno here. Yep. There you go. Moreno is our pick and good talking about the coaches because I totally forgot about that. That is a, uh, that very a weird thing, situation. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's kind of bounced around uh, already and doesn't seem worse for wear as it is. So, um, all right. He being Moreno. Uh, let's go to our 
a vacant. So we have a uh, a flyweight unification bout, and then we have a vacant light heavyweight championship. Uh, strange circumstances, strange matchup. Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill. I don't think we had Hill pegged as as jumping into a title fight this soon, but here he is. Um, we'll tell you about the uh, the former champ first, Teixeira. 33 and 8, 18 knockouts, 10 submissions. Been knocked out three times, submitted once. 16 and 6 in the UFC. He's gone 6 and 1 over his last seven. He did lose his last fight via submission. Used to be the champion. That was his the belt that he lost the belt. Uh, the belt that he lost the belt. That's a tongue twister. Used to be the Shudo champion as well. He was 3 and 1 in WEC. WEC never died. It's been a while since I got to say that because those fighters are. Uh, are few and far between nowadays. A 2002 Pro MMA debut, grappling champion as well. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.13 strikes per minute, so almost a wash there. His grappling stats are better than the Hills. Shock, plus 110. Sweet dreams. Jamal, don't call me Jamahal Hill. He's 11-1 with one no contest. Knocked out seven opponents. He's been knocked out himself once, but really he got his arm, or was his arm, his elbow dis- dislocated? Yeah, it was mangled, I think is the right word. <laughs> yeah. He had a mangled arm and who was the horrible ref in that fight that didn't didn't notice that his arm was dangling? I want to see Mark Smith surprisingly. No, nah, he's not that great. I'm not a big fan of him. But and and then you got technically he got TKO'd by Paul Craig, but really he got submitted. Um 5 and 1 with one no contest in the UFC. He's won three straight fights all via knockout or TKO. One no contender series was a regional champion, 2 inches taller, 3 in- inches of reach on Deshera. 12 years younger, striking stats in his favor, and he's almost two times more active, landing strikes, 1.7 to be exact, than Teixeira. He's also struck his UFC opponents by almost three strikes a minute, um, elite-level striking here. 2.95 strikes per minute is the strike differential, minus 130. Go ahead. I- I'm going Glover. Uh, you are, I, I know. You know. Yeah, and I-, I said it earlier. Like, I, I just don't... Man, I, I can't see Hill staying on his feet long enough to do what he needs to do against Glover. And in it's worth mentioning, Glover is durable. Glover is a tough yeah. guy. He, t- he took Yuri Prohoshka's best shot multiple times and was still there. He was still there fighting uh, until he was utterly exhausted at the end. And it's also worth noting that like Jamal Hill has given up a lot of takedowns in his career. Like he gave up six to Tiago Santos. And, and I don't know about you, but. I, I just don't think of Tiago Santos as being like a, a strong wrestler grappler. No. Um, and, and if you go back earlier in his career, he, he gave up a bunch of takedowns to like some lesser opponents too. And, you know, he has, he's gotten better since then, but you know, the fact that that those takedowns are all still there for Tiago Santos means they're probably there for Glover. Glover's a much better wrestler. And I also think just like, it's impossible to get up from underneath Glover when he's got you down. So I just, I mean, I got a, a hard time believing that that Jamal Hill is going to keep his feet long enough to land that knockout punch, and that Glover isn't going to see it coming. So yeah, I, give me Glover to share. I I think he gets it done with the sub here. Yeah, you know, I'm going the other side of that for sure. So um, I'm going Hill. I'm gonna I, I got to take a guy who was way bigger and younger and hits like he hits and is uh, just very good striker as, as the stats show. Um, to share, did take everything Yuri threw at him, but that's uh, could be one of the reasons to worry about him because that was his last fight, and he's 43 years old now, so he's uh, he's coming off a uh, grueling fight where he got battered. Um, yeah, the grappling obviously is a concern, and this could go uh, this pick could go down the tubes very very quickly um, if if Hill gets taken down 
if and when. Uh, I guess uh, I guess it's not if, it's when. <laughs> when he gets taken down, if, if he doesn't knock out Teixeira before then. Um, nonetheless, I am taking uh, bigger, stronger, way younger, uh, better striker. But this is a toss-up, very close odds as well. I, I could see, you know, it could be Hill via knockout or it could be Teixeira via, via submission. I think both those are reasonable uh, guesses here. Yeah, I th- I think so too. I I think you could. Th- there's other possible outcomes here too because Hill was a little bit more careful in his last fight with uh, Tiago Santos, which is sort of why I I'm fading him here too. And I I think Glover, like if he just came out like a crazy man throwing haymakers, like sure maybe one of those lands. But like the more cautious approach, I actually think winds up getting him taken down here. So uh, yeah, um, it's gonna be a good one regardless. It will be a fun yep. fight to watch. Yes, siree. All right. We are not done. Uh, I'll, I'll recap again what's, what we have here, and then we'll get you some of our special picks. Uh, in the main event, Teixeira for Dan, Hill for me. We both, in the co main event, we both have Moreno. We both have Burns. We both have Andrade. We both have Walker. So we're almost pretty much on the same page here. All right. It's uh, lock, dog, prop time. I think you let me go first last week, so we'll let you pick your lock first, and then I'll, I'll go uh, after that. All right. Uh, for my lock, I'm going to take Terrence McKinney. Um, I, I know too. that really, yep. uh, <laughs> the number is just too good. Yeah. And I, I think the number is good. And I will also say this, like, I, I think people are overestimating bone theme just based on his name. Um, yeah. I, I will say the other one who I was thinking about picking, uh, as my, uh, lock of the week was going to be, uh, Gabriel Bonfim. Like I had him as like my one a pick. I actually thought you were going to take Gabriel Bonfim, but uh, yeah, Terrence McKinney, my lock of the week. Yes, for sure. I was uh, thinking about Bonfim, but then the McKinney uh, number is better. And I uh, obviously I know more about him and I have uh, faith in him getting the job to here. So Bonfim is their pick. Um, all right. I have to go with a underdog now. Do I? Um, did I have any? Under- I don't have any. in the. You have lots card. of you have lots yeah. of under, under. Oh, not in the main card. You're right. Not in the you main card. The prelims. Yeah, prelims. I went crazy. Which one do I feel best about? Um, bum, 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 bum. I did go a little wacky with some of them. Uh, I guess Marcos is probably the uh, the safest one. Uh, Daniel Marcos in the curtain jerker plus 130. Yeah, I'm going to take Marcos too. <laughs> Boring. Yeah. yeah, I know. We we keep doing this. Uh, we both had Bashra and Damon Jackson, which obviously the Damon Jackson one didn't work out. But yeah, no, I, I like Marcos quite a bit here too. Um, you know, I thought about Glover, but that one's like we, we've talked about, like a little bit more variable. I also thought you were going to go Shogun there, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I'm not totally sold on that one. All right. So, um, all right. Well, the only thing we differed on last time was the prop, and that's what uh, that gave me the victory. So I'm going to hopefully get it again this time. I'm going to take, uh, my, for my prop, I'm going to say Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny goes the distance. Oh, okay. uh, I, I'm not even going to get real picky on who wins. Like I think Gilbert Burns probably is the clear cut winner. The odds are just like not juiced up that much extra to pick Gilbert Burns by decision versus just picking it goes to decision. So I'm going to sort of like cover my ass here anyway. And uh, Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny goes to decision is plus 110, uh, which oh, right. is yeah, a nice little number there. All right. Um, what is Jelton via TKO or KO? Oh, it, I, I have that right on hand. By TKO yeah. is plus two fifty. Oh, really? Okay, give me. Uh, what's what's via finish? How how much better is uh, TKO? Uh, via via finish, finish, it's like negative one fifty five. Okay, no, uh, I I will take uh, TKO or KO uh, plus two fifty. You said. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? 
I it's, think he's it was the first out. half of my Hungry Man Jong parlay. Oh, well, let's go. Let's get right into it then. What's your Hungry Man Jong parlay? Two fights to uh, win, win us big money. Hopefully Dan's not talking because I ripped out my, my earbuds so I wouldn't hear him anyway. Okay, now you can talk. He, yeah, uh, my, my first part of it was I was going to take Jelton Almeida by TKO or KO uh, plus right. two, 250, mostly because, first of all, Dirk Hemoff is lost by ground and pound a bunch of times. Um, it, it's totally possible that Almeida goes in there thinking submission and winds up with a submission anyway. Um, but like, he's shown that he can TKO people too. He did that with Danilo Marquez. Uh, and so like, wouldn't totally shock me if he just let the hands go here and got the TKO at plus 250. I definitely think it's worth a stab. Um, and then the second half of that, I'm going to take over to share wins by submission. Uh, you know, like if he wins, it's probably going to be by submission. So to see that at also plus 250 seems kind of nice. wild. Um, so, so when you pair those two plus two fifties together, you get plus 1125. That's how the math works. Does it? All right. That's how the, the gen math works. So, all right, let's recap. We both have McKinney for our locks. We both have Marcos for our dogs. Um, and then Dan for his prop, he's got Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny going to the distance. So a decision there, plus 110. I have Jelton via TKO slash KO. Yeah, I'm not even thinking about it. He, he could just finish him on the feet as well. I'm always, I'm thinking it's going to be ground and pound, but not necessarily. Yeah, um, I, I do think it's probably going to be ground and pound, but you're yeah. right. Like he, he could just outbox him. Yep. Plus 250. So that's a juicy number that, that could uh, help get me ahead of Gumby overall for the year. Uh, and then Hunger Man Jong, Super Fan Parlay, two fights. Uh, Almeida via knockout slash TKO to share via sub plus 1125. Boom. We did it. That's it, right? That's it. It seems like nothing compared to yesterday's uh, episode seemed like it uh, went way longer. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got lots to talk about. UFC is giving us a pay-per-view and then they're disappearing again next week, sadly. But Gumby's got lots of plans for us. Don't worry. Uh, we, we will not leave you uh, hanging. All right. Um, before then, though, we'll be back Sunday to recap how we did and everything. Maybe we'll talk a little. Actually, Monday, we'll probably talk about Invicta, uh, which happened last night. We kind of talked about it today, though. Um, so in the meantime, definitely get in our Discord, uh, especially with the pay-per-view coming. It should be jumping. Lots of people talking about the fights at sportsgummypodcast.com slash fight. Uh, sorry, slash Discord. And then uh, we're in the fights channel in there uh there's channels for everything and we're uh lots of fun people in every every channel in there uh twitter sgpn mma gumby runs that i'm at jeff fox writer he's at gumby reeland if you haven't already listened to the top turtle mma podcast this week he interviews he being gumby interviews two people on this fight card on the prelims which we covered yesterday's show tiago moises who dan picked against shame and daniel marcus marcos who he picked and we both just picked again now as our prop uh bet or underdog bet excuse me um, all our writing and all our podcasts and all our giveaways and all that fun stuff, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and the SGPN app. Make sure you get that. And at the very least, get into my free um pick 'em contest that I'm running, uh, giving away 70 bucks from Engage, which is a uh, MMA uh gear and um what else is it? It's MMA, it's an MMA store for clothing and whatnot, and also a technical gear and just street clothes as well. Um, sponsors basically all the big Australian fighters like Izzy Adesanya and, and the like. So get in my uh, moneymma.substack.com, enter the Pick'em Contest. Um, maybe you'll win some gear. Um, and that is, I think, every, is that everything, Dan? Is that it all? That that is, seems like it all. Is that it all? I can't I can't talk at all. So it's time it's time to say goodnight, Dan. Go ahead. All right. I'm Dana Gobi Freeland. He's Sweet Dreams, Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Sunday.